0: I wouldn't say drafting Io DeSumo takes the Bulls to the next level by any means, but just the fact that he ended up in their lap in the second round, I think was a huge blessing for this franchise and that he's got the chance to develop and be a really important key role player for this team in the future. Days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names the thing of the past. Well, I think now being number
1: one in AP pool, we're going to have a big target on the Michigan State Spartans basketball teams back, and I think the past three or four games we've been playing some lower tier teams, so blowing them out, loading up on cupcakes, as they say, but now getting into Big Ten play, we're going to play, you know, the main, the meat of our schedule, so, you know, looking at teams like Maryland, Ohio State, Rutgers, they might not have the best records at the time, but they're going to give us They're going to give Michigan State their all, being, you know, the number one seed, and they want to add that to their resume.
0: So, you know, we always talk about whenever we get asked this question. You know, we say say how we love Melissa in the sense that Melissa was somebody that we all knew for years prior. So, you know, it was hard having her leave, but once Leah came, I mean, it was amazing. It was a whole new vibe, and, you know, we're, we're trying to win a championship here, and we know Leah's going to get us there. And we knew how great of a coach she was, how great of a person, how she is, and we knew When she came here, they're like, we're going to give her everything we have and we're going to, you know, take this team to a new level. I had a chance to talk to Tariq Cohen. He said that the entire city of Chicago right now believes that there is something more that this team needs to do still. The hunger is certainly there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was
1: missing before Sunday – was that Super Bowl win? So now he's got it. My
0: wife and kiddo. Uh, my oldest is seven, and another one's five. And so they're getting to be where they can, you know, kind of put their input, or you know, they, of what city they like, and my wife to be comfortable too with where we're going because she's part of this journey
2: as well. And I am a free agent, and I, I haven't decided yet this uh, for
0: this upcoming season. You know, it's a little bit being in the off scene, It's a little bit nerve-wracking getting prepared and not having a team. But but it is what it is, you know. I'll
2: just uh, keep enjoying the ride. As long as somebody wants me, I'll, I'll definitely be playing somewhere. Uh, it is about time. That big shake-up needs to happen. I agree with you there. Um, the only concern is when I hear that the Bears want to go out and get a football guy to run the team.
0: I'm an optimist, so I absolutely believe that the game can rebound and evolve to a point to where – New fans can join in and enjoy the game and help it grow its popularity back to being one of the most popular sports in the country. The biggest thing that has to happen that everyone has been talking about is that both the union and the owners have to work on these next couple of years improving their relationship to the point that when talks for the next CBA come up, it doesn't get this dysfunctional to the point where a lockout has to happen. Hey, this is Nate Jones, Major League Baseball player. Hey, everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, And ISU Redbird alum. Hey, everybody, Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Dolaner. Hey, Redbirds, this is Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host,
2: Will Farlow. Welcome into the 65th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrow here with you tonight on May 4th, 2022, welcoming listeners to the 65th episode of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. I'm your host for this special edition of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk tonight, where we're recapping the 2022 NFL draft that recently took place this past weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada, where the Chicago Bears added new players to help the future of their organization in the right direction. Now, they went in a new direction this year with the staff as well. New head coach, new coaching staff under Matt Eberflus, offensive coordinator and extraordinaire Luke Getty came over from Green Bay, and a new general manager in Ryan Poles, uh, former scout uh, for college of the Kansas City Chiefs, new assistant GM Ian Cunningham, and their staff. So we're going to recap how we thought they did, give them a grade, and we're going to bring on a guest appearance soon for that as well. So we're going to start by mentioning Wheels of Trivia, which usually opens the episodes. But we're undergoing we're some current um, renovations on the delivery of Wheels of Quarter Trivia, how it comes to you on social media as well. So uh, that will be coming up in future episodes. So be on the lookout for future Wheels of Trivia questions. Now it's time for the interview portion of the show. Will Corps special fans here on Chicago Bears 2022 NFL Recap Edition here on Episode 65. Host Will Farlow with you. And we're bringing on Hector Carrion to help me cover all things Chicago Bears tonight. Hector is going to join me as we talk about, you know, what we thought about the draft process uh, under new GM Ryan Poles and his staff. And we're going to pick a few players. There's 11 new players Um so we're going to talk about like what players we like the best out of that draft class um, and could have a big impact on the team, uh, which players we found to be the most interesting as well um, of those few we'll mention. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to be uh, talking about the undrafted free agents. The Bears, along with those 11 draft picks, signed 36 undrafted uh, free agent rookies um, that were not drafted during the three days in Las Vegas. So we're going to talk about how... You know, maybe a few of those players in our view were a nice surprise signing uh, for the Chicago Bears as they uh, are retooling. You know, a lot of fans are saying rebuild, but when your GM does not say rebuild, it's definitely not a rebuild. They already had some young pieces in place, and Hector and I are going to debate that. Uh, we both have unique uh, perspectives in our own way on um, how we view the future of the Chicago Bears. So we're going to talk about that. And Bears minicamp's coming up. You know, a lot coming up in the off season, so we're going to talk about how we feel um, things might unfold uh, moving forward. So here's my interview with Hector Carrion. Will from Will's Fifth Quarter Special here, Will's Fifth Quarter Special fans. Episode 65, it's our Chicago Bears 2022 NFL Draft Recap Edition. Draft was this past weekend, Bears had a lot of new faces, and we'll bring out a familiar face that's been a guest on the show before. Hector Carrion, welcome back to Will's Fifth Quarter Special, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks
1: for having me, Will. It's good to be back. It's, uh, it's been too long. You know, it's been a couple of years, but uh, finally got the chance to come back on, and we're uh, super excited. Oh, you're a friend of the show, man. We're,
2: we always welcome our friends back as well for sports special. We're all family here. Uh, the Bears, not the mince words. I mean, I do use my puns on this show as fans know. Uh, they're having a new family environment here. Uh, new GM at the helm, uh, head coach and staff as well. Little did Bears fans know Matt and Ryan would be the names of those exact same people in the exact same spots. Ryan Poles. Headed into Las Vegas with his staff in tow and had to make some changes. Little did we know day three, he would turn four trade downs, only giving up one future pick. Wilson, of course, special fans, to your knowledge, 2023 six-round pick was the only future pick surrendered in any trades during the draft. Bears ended up with 11 players from originally six picks. So, Hector,
0: uh, I'm going
2: to start with you. Pick three names from those players selected in the draft that you had your eye on and you think they could be either impact players or ones you're interested in seeing how they do?
1: Well, well, you know, you look at, uh, you can really honestly look at the, Bear, the Bears uh, first four picks and, you know, you could pick any of those four players and, you know, kind of say that you, those guys are going to have an impact. Um, I'd say Kyle Gordon, you know, the corner out of Washington, was their first pick in the draft, um, you know, and I see why they took them. You know, there was – you know, they caught some heat for taking, yet again, another defensive player with their first pick. Um, but that was a problem with the Bears this year. Yes, they had their holes. We all know they need receivers. We all know they need corners. You know, they they need offensive linemen. Um, but I think they're still at the point where they just need players. You know, they just need guys that can come in and make an impact. And I think Kyler Gordon is one of those players. You know, he has a really, really good explosive speed. You know, he has he has that jumping ability. Um, and, you know, he, he's one of those guys, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Ryan Poles uh, in one of his uh, post-draft pressers that says he, he said he thinks Gordon can really step in day one um, and, and be be a, a really big contributor to this Bears defense. So I'm definitely keeping an eye out on him. Again, you know, you could stay on the defensive side of the ball with Britt, uh, Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Um, but I really like the wide receiver pick. And I know, Will, you're going to love this one, too. Delis Jones, Jr. out of Tennessee. Um, you know, he may not have all of those tangibles there, um, but he does play in, in, you know, one of the two best college football conferences in the country. So he comes he comes from elite competition. The SEC is known for having those elite defenses, those all-time defenses. So he's been up against them for his whole collegiate career. And uh I, I saw one comparison I and I believe it was Ryan Poles too, uh, used a comp here for, for Jones Junior, called them called him Tyreek Hill. And you know, obviously that's a bit dangerous because there's only one Tyreek Hill and you, you know that he's not gonna be Tyreek Hill. But he called him Tyreek Hill for that breakaway speed that he has. Um and you know that's that's something we love to see. You know, he, he says he's a receiver that can make something happen with the ball in his hands. Uh, and you know hopefully we'll be able to get that chance and see him uh this year, hopefully you know him and Justin Fields will form a bond this year and uh you know hopefully take 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 off from here because we we all want to see this team do well uh we want to see this offense do well and honestly, we want to see this front office do well we we want you know we want the bears to be successful finally,
2: yeah, I like those picks a lot uh Davis Jones watching Will Taven and myself. Got some speed.
1: Uh, I mean, I do
2: kind of agree with a lot of Bears fans. The age as a rookie does scare me. I think when Calvin Ridley came into town to Atlanta around the age of twenty three, twenty four as a rookie, a lot of fans were worried. You know, in the you know places of those teams, especially in this Bears case currently, it's about developing that player for a long time at your quarterback. Hopefully, a certain not a certain amount of years. And Davis Jones does look pretty good for his age. Kyler um, Gordon and Brisker, I like. Uh, I picked a few different names, actually, so I'm kind of glad you didn't select them yet. Dr. Uh, like Tristan Ebner, the six-round running back. The Bears have always been known to take running backs in the history of drafts. Uh, if fans remember uh, the challenging years of Ryan Pace, uh, you know, bringing in Jordan Howard early on in uh, his GM career, later on Tariq Cohen, and last year Khalil Herbert, and uh, David Montgomery. But the late rounds have been well uh, – heppable for the Bears, and this year was definitely interesting. Uh, he was a 6 round pick, pick two hundred three. Um, really good running back. I like his speed a lot, but I also like what he has to kick return. That's one thing. Um, I'm glad you didn't mention it about Vales Jones Jr. He also has that ability, so they can, uh, you know, to quote your favorite manager Joe Madden, back from his days in the Cubs, they could have a little bit of uh, mix and match versatility in the Bears, uh, you know, roster. Uh, I also do like the hometown kid. Uh, Doug Kramer out of U of I Uh, definitely was a name I was watching uh, during all those games in the big 10 as well. You know, even just watching his interview um, after being drafted, really just seeing his energy and uh, his personality can fit right in with Cody White here, all those guys on the bears offensive line. Uh, Another guy, and I'm going to go with the last pick here, Trenton Gill, uh, a punter the bears needed desperately. Now, uh, we, the Bears were uh, luckily not the team to pick a punter in the fifth or sixth round, um, which was nice. That's a little too early for punter. But just seeing where he kicks the ball on tape, gets it real far, maybe even farther than uh, O'Donnell did for the Bears. Uh, if Wilson's core special fans don't remember, uh, the Packers did steal our punter. But luckily uh, we were able to steal a few of their guys in the offensive coordinator. Uh, but, heck, that wasn't all the Bears did. 36 undrafted free agents. That's, we haven't seen a number – in Bears' history like that in quite some time in the number of undrafted free agents that Bears have signed. Um, So when you first saw that, what kind of surprised you about that many and maybe what uh, position areas do you think they covered really well in there? Because one of the things I thought of is they need more wide receiver at this point uh, when the draft is finished.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't – I wouldn't say I was necessarily surprised by the amount of uh, free agents they ended up signing – Um, You know, coming into this draft, I I, I pointed it out earlier, Um, the Bears, you know, they they had a lot of open roster spots. You know, a lot of expiring contracts from last year that they didn't bring back. Um, You know, they traded away some veteran players. So they had a lot of open roster spots. So we knew uh, coming into the draft that, you know, you're only going to be able to draft so many players. And I really like the fact that Ryan Poles was able to come in and turn six picks into eleven. Um, you know, knowing that the Bears haven't had many picks in previous drafts in the last few years. Um, so I love that he came around, turned around and did that. Um, and then, you know, bring in more guys. Like you said, well, the Bears need receivers. I know we were talking, we had been talking, you know, a lot during the offseason about, uh, the lack of receiving depth that the Bears have. And I, I, I think they really addressed this, um, with their uh, undrafted free agent signings. You know, it's always tough to rely on an undrafted free agent to kind of come in and, you know, step up and, and be one of the go-to guys for, for a young quarterback. Um, but I, I think the Bears are at the point right now where there's a really big percentage of this team who's here to prove to prove it. You know, they're here to show this new regime that they not, one, belong in the NFL and, two, can be a key contributor to what is will one day hopefully be a Super Bowl-winning Chicago Bears team. Um, so, I love the fact that uh the Bears brought in as many receivers as they did because we know um receivers it 's a different kind of position you know you' you 're not you don 't need to be a number one a number one overall or a first round wide receiver to come in and be elite we we 've seen many late round draft picks mid to late round receivers come in and be elite receivers and you know take their team to the next level um so I know you know this front office is hope you know probably hoping um that they'd get a you know one of those those players out of this uh, drafted free agent pool, um, but I, I'm I'm just glad that they brought in as many guys as they did, and I'm ready to see these guys prove it because most of this most of this Bears team is out here, you know, not many. We do have our our core veteran, our core group of vets, um, but once you get out of that core group of veterans, you know, it's it's a really young team. Um, so I'm just excited to see you know these 32 guys, 36 guys, excuse me. Uh, you know, come into camp uh, and show us what they can do and hopefully, you know, grind their way uh, onto a spot onto this team and hopefully, you know, be on this team when uh, they're hopefully winning the Super Bowl one day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a lot of wide receivers, you know, just seeing a local kid come in uh, out of southern Illinois. Uh, we're pretty familiar with that as pro- Former Redbird Tech Saluki coming over to Chicago, uh, saw five or six wide receiver names I like that still some good defensive options you know gives you back up depth to the veteran players and I do like one of the names and I know Justin Fields will like this too I found this curious another running back Master Teague uh Justin Fields former teammate at Ohio State so that'll definitely um you know behind Herbert and David Montgomery make it interesting who ends up being the next two Bears running back so Final question here, Hector. Appreciate you having me on. I'm sure the fans enjoy having you back on the show as well tonight with us. Minicamp starts May 6th, so we'll have a few days of minicamp, and then this is when the players get everything started, you know, meeting the coaches, building that culture. Um, you know, Ryan Poles already has a foundation starting to build in this remodeling, he calls it. I know he didn't really specify a term yet of where the direction is, but in terms of Ryan Poles' uh, terms, remodeling, seems like it's off to a good start. How do you continue to remodel this Bears team in the mini camp, you know, what do you see maybe unfolding from the off season, uh, the next few months?
1: Well, yeah, this, this mini camp, especially is, is I think is going to be big for the bears um, because like you said, you know, new front office, new coaching staff, um, you have a quarterback who is, you know, having to learn a new system, you know, he, again, has new coaches, has a new head coach, has new coordinators, has, a, you know, everything's new for Justin Fields. And I think, you know, we can talk about all of these other positions and all these other players. You know, Darnell Mooney, um, you know David Montgomery, Eddie Jackson. Uh, the, the list goes on. You, you know, you can name every player on on the on the core on the list of core veterans for this group. Um, but Justin Fields is the key because you, we all know you you don't win Super Bowls without a quarterback. And as of right now, Justin Fields is your guy. Um, so I think, you know, all eyes are going to be on, on on QB1 come minicamp. Um, you know, he's going to have to show up. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we're going to see uh, a step forward from him even in this new regime. You know, it's, it was a tough, long offseason having to learn all these new things for him. Um, but hopefully he can come into minicamp and show, you know, that he's picking these things up and that he can be effective in this new system because if he can, um, then I think the sky's the limit for this team. If Dustin Fields could come in minicamp, you know, show he's taken steps steps forward in the off season. He, there's some growth there in the off season. Um, I think that's one what this front office wants to see because you, you, we do need to realize um, that this isn't Ryan Poles' quarterback. Um, this is Ryan Pace's quarterback. Um, so we we need to understand that this this front office, this coaching staff, might not be all in on on, on Justin Fields. They might need to see him come and you know ball out a bit. Um, and I think that that's why uh, this this minicamp is important. And I think that's why he's he's the guy we need to keep our eye on. Yeah, we have all these rookies coming in, but I, I think once again this 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 minicamp and this off season is, is going to be, you know, keeping your eyes on on what Justin Fields has done and how that can translate over to, you know, helping this team rebuild because that's what they this front office might not say it, but the Chicago Bills, are re, the Bears are rebuilding right now. That that you got to call it how you see it. And this is a rebuild. Hopefully it will be a quick one, and I think uh, Justin Fields is going to determine uh, the speed at which this rebuild goes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely, I'm going to finish with this point on that, though, just from what you're saying. I do agree with that. I do I, – it's kind of hard to tell time frames, but when the Bears are going to have over $100 million, I think the number now after Foles, even with this cap off the books next year, will be almost $150 million, which, I mean, if you build this year, see how that goes, you could easily go into next offseason, filling in those holes, maybe infield a nice young DK Metcalf, hypothetically, if he's there next offseason, give some few other seasonings, this Bears team could be contending pretty soon in the next year or two, uh, but Hector, we appreciate you having me on the show again. And you're a friend of the show, friend, good friend of mine. Uh, you always do a good job when you come on this show. We, we'll, we'll have to get you on for some Cubs talk because I know that's your bread and butter. Uh,
1: we'll hopefully uh, be able to have you on again next time to do that, hopefully. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe after after the, the second, the back end of the Crosstown Cubs series. Um, I was unfortunately... <laughs> uh, in person for the Cubs loss yesterday against the Sox. Hopefully it's a different story today. But uh yeah, maybe we could do uh you know, after they play those last two games on the South Side, uh, you know, just recap that series and, you know, don't think the Cubs will be there, but hopefully uh we could also talk some uh some White Sox postseason aspirations.
2: Host Will Farrell here with you back on episode sixty five of Willisford Course Special and fans Really good insight in that interview with Hector Carrion. Gave, a, like I said, a unique perspective. And I think that's the beauty of sports talk. We both uh, had varying uh, viewpoints as we talked uh, during the draft period and uh, thought he could bring a really good perspective. So we appreciate Hector Carrion joining us here on Episode 65 tonight. Did a real good job. Now we're headed into the favorite ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. Now we're headed into the ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will Sports Movie Moment. We have all our favorite moments not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page, both under the name William D. Farlow, and use the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special on our Twitter page to post their own sports movie moment favorites for a chance to have it read on future Will's Fifth Quarter Specials. So my movie moment is going to be related to football, and it is not one I've used before. So this will be a first time using um, this a moment from this movie on Wheels Sportscore Special in uh, Wheels Sports Movie Moment history. So my movie moment choice—this will be the first time I use it. It's going to be related to football, obviously. It's a really good football movie. Uh, first time its movie moment from this movie is being used in Wheels Sportscore Specials history in the segment of Will's Sports Movie Moment. It's called when the game stands Tall." it's about a high school football team in California that has a streak of one hundred and fifty one wins they were very well known around the country for that and they it didn't last too long you know it shows that uh, not everything lasts forever so the scene I'm picking is you know as I mentioned Dale Sal the private high school based on a true story they had a one hundred fifty one game win streak and they're playing a team on the road and you know they lost for the first time and how how many games so, you know the coach takes them um you know and tries to teach them that it's not about the streak, it's about how well you play football and you let those skills into your life um and they play in a game against a high school named Cal Poly, really challenging um you know very over ranked to them, and they play with more heart than they have before, you know after those challenges they faced and you know, after seeing, hey, we need to get it together as a team. And they end up beating this team in really, really bad heat. You know, there's ice, players, uh, you know, switching roles, a lot of bench players coming in. Like, this was a heat record-breaking game in California there, but it was just a back-and-forth game, and they pulled out a win. So, you know, I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie, but it really compares to the Chicago Bears. And the heart of this team right now, um, it's being changed in a different direction. You know, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are no longer with this team new scouts around this staff in the front office, a new assistant GM, a new general manager in Ryan Poles, a new coaching staff, you know, defensive-minded coach Matt Eberflus, And there's already 11 new Chicago Bears that this team trusts, um, you know, and drafted with 11 draft picks. Made four trades down to get those 11, you know, players from the original six picks they had. And then they bring in 36 undrafted free agents. So it really compares to Chicago Bears. You know, Bob Laddister, the coach of the Deo Sal team in the movie and in real life, is similar to, you know, Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles and their staffs, you know, uh, you know, trying to, as they will with many camps starting up here in May 6th, trying to put these players into the Chicago Bears culture, you know, teach them Chicago Bears football and how, uh, they play football in Chicago, um, you know, trying to develop that culture they're looking for, you know, uh, when you draft a lot of high-charactered and talented players with good personalities, you want them to mold correctly with your team. And I think this scene really compares well to you know, the players in De La Salle, what they went through, and uh, what the Chicago Bears players will go through. So if you haven't seen When the Game Stands, so it's a really good football movie. Um, you know, I like a good sports movie, especially them based on true stories. And Will Sikora's special fans, this is a really good uh, sports movie moment favorite for this episode. So go check it out. That's all the time we have in episode 65 of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we continue to cover regular season action for the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs early on in their 2022 Major League Baseball season. The Chicago Bulls are now in the offseason following a first-round exit in the NBA playoffs. We'll cover how their offseason unfolds as well. We're going to cover all things Chicago Sky as it continues to unfold at Wind Trust Arena during this spring. We also continue to cover things in the Chicago Bears offseason and as usual we'll cover all collegiate sports including as usual whenever we do a River Sports Update covering athletics from the campus of Illinois State University. I want to thank our guest Hector Carrion for joining the show for tonight's special Chicago Bears 2022 NFL Draft Edition of Will's fifth quarter special sports talk here in episode 65. Hector you did a good job we hope to have you on again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, you turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrow, along with our guest appearance for tonight, Hector Carrion, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth
1: quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. special.com.
0: Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. williamdfarlow. And share it with us with the hashtag, Will's fifth quarter special. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.